to keeping it low-key uh we're your hosts gabriel and brandon and today we are keeping it low-key with pickle darling what's up hello <laughs> i'm pickle darling <laughs> you are our first international um interview and we are just so excited about that we we're we're officially branching out from the uh, from the americas and you know like you said earlier, yeah. uh, planet between us, and that is awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, Mister Worldwide. Thanks <laughs> for having me. So, uh, <laughs> New Zealand. That is yeah. A, that is a. I want to say, I was gonna say that's a unique country, but like, I mean, it is a unique country. But every country is a unique country, buddy. That's not what I meant. What I'm saying is, it's like of all the places new zealand and that is that is awesome so um i was i was only thinking of that recently because like i feel like everyone in new zealand especially if you're like a musician we feel like oh like oh we're not as good as like we just want america (laughs) to notice us or whatever but i don't know i guess like especially now during the pandemic where it's like Mm -hmm. new zealand's the only place where you can do gigs and stuff oh that's right uh, New Zealand is like very low COVID rates, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's insane. Did, did, wasn't it like it was? How low was it? Um, we had. So we had a. I can't remember if we had one lockdown or two lockdowns. <laughs> um. But it's pretty much like we can, we can go out. We've all got this tracer app on our phone for contact tracing. Um, so yeah, no, it's pretty chill. Yeah, like we can have big concerts and stuff. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, New, Ze- that. New Zealand's got the crap together. <laughs> America needs to step yeah. up the game. <laughs> US needs to step yeah. up the game just as bad. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we love the album. It is oh, really good. It's uh, it's very it's very low key, and um, I I personally love the song titles. They are, oh, <laughs> they're, they're so good, they're so good. Yeah. But yeah, um, getting right into it, just talking kind of like about your music and stuff. You started off in 2017 with that first EP that you dropped, and then you have this two-year time gap between then and now or well 2019 when you released the album Hmm. um what uh, was the two-year gap like preparing for the album that was released or yeah i think i had started i had started the album before the ep was out Mm -hmm. um i didn't know what direction it was going to take um whether it was just going to be another EP or an album, I kind of just wanted to do EPs, but um, yeah. And then the album was kind of finished from my end of things. Like 
maybe like a year before it came out, maybe slightly less than a year before it came out. Oh, um, because it's like the mixing and then doing all the like doing all the kind of admin stuff you need for an album release mm-hmm. and um, sending it around to people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I wish it wasn't that long, but it's it kind of works out. Um, and I, uh, yeah, because I'd done a lot of it before the first EP came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's weird and by the time it was it had come out i was already well into the next album which i've just finished um right yeah we we had a question about that yeah Uh, oh okay brandon noticed something (laughs) i was on your spotify earlier and i noticed um the album art for spring onion pancakes had like changed Oh, and, did it? <laughs> yeah, it's different now, and it says Cosmonaut on it, so... Wait. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen? Whoa. That's uh, my distributor stuffing up. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> Is that supposed to be your uh, new album cover? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just I mean... going to email them now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's real bad. Well, I mean, the album art looks dope. I'll say that much. Looks really that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, I was. <laughs> that that's like a little um. I'll just pretend that was like a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. So um, you have a music degree. Yeah. As well, uh, so. Where did you uh, receive your degree from? Uh, from CPIT, which is now called ARA um, in Christchurch. It's kind of like a, a... It's called the jazz school, but I didn't do the jazz course. I did this pop songwriting course, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> um, like... It wasn't like, I don't know. I don't, I, I think I did, like, all I really got out of it was meeting other cool people. But I think the course itself wasn't really catered towards me. Okay. Um, because, yeah. So I kind of, and I was real lazy. I kind of didn't do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just spent most of my time just sitting in the common room, just like watching movies and stuff. (laughs) Everyone else would be practicing real hard and I would just be sitting there just watching movies. Um, Yeah. uh, Is what, what is, is college different in New Zealand compared to America? Is it, is it, is it set up differently? Um, I think the debt is probably less crippling. Okay. Like everything here is pretty crippling. <laughs> yes, that is true. I think because I have like I think I've got like what twenty five grand debt or something like thirty grand debt. 
Oh, but I know people in America have like hundred grand debt and stuff. That sounds yeah. like a godsend. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I, I was. But it's also kind of just imaginary. It doesn't feel like it's real anyway. It doesn't feel like it's money that I'm paying, even oh, though it is. But I yeah. got you. I got you. Um, when did you graduate? Um, twenty fifteen, I think. 2015 okay and then i did another course somewhere else which was like a certificate in like audio engineering which sounds real fancy like if you asked me to record a band i wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> um because i just i went in knowing what i wanted to get out of it which is just like mm-hmm. my own shitty kind of lo-fi stuff and okay. just only focused on that stuff right um yeah I got you. So uh, that's well, so I, I got what I wanted out of it, I guess. Right. What I was gonna ask though is like, did that set you up to start working on your first EP? Um, yeah, I actually recorded bits of the first EP before I finished the course, I think. So I think I had yeah, the song Mouthful and This Little World were ones that I'd kind of done in the, in the middle of the course and didn't really know what I was going to do with them. Um, yeah, Mouthful took me like over a year to finish though because I didn't have a clear idea of what it was going to be. Um, I got you. Yeah. So like starting in like, starting from like, ground up then like how would you say that like you go about creating one of your eps i think i'm always writing lots of different notes on my phone for like song title ideas or lyric ideas Mm -hmm. um and then i'm on my computer just making music pretty independently of that um and then I'm also like, you know, like reading books and watching movies and thinking of like um, broader aesthetic ideas. Like, like mm-hmm. what's the whole, what's the album package going to feel like? Or what's it going to, um, like what's the, essentially like the title and the world of the album. And those three things happen separately. And then eventually I kind of slowly bring them all together. So as I'm, um, like, I'll kind of scroll through my phone and find lyrics that kind of work with the music and then slowly adjust the trajectory of the album. It's like a goalpost, but I'm, like, I'm moving it from both directions, I guess, and then it meets somewhere in the middle, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, no. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really have a clear idea at the start. I don't even have a clear idea of like when I'm starting a song. <laughs> so it it just it just begins, is what you're saying. It just kind of starts. Um, yeah. Or it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even really. It's not like defined. Start. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Like I have hundreds of just unfinished projects on my computer. Just different songs and. Do you like? Do, do you find yourself like pulling from those unfinished projects and then just kind of like 
developing on those and those are like kind of the songs that push forward yeah sometimes i'll just if i'm stuck on ideas i'll just go back through stuff that i'm like oh i found this thing from four years ago there's something cool in that mm -hmm. um like rinse pin cycle came from that i just went through this thing that i made like three years earlier just that little synth line mm -hmm. and just took that um and made a new song out of that i guess right yeah and i've got something like because i've just finished my new album and i'm working on the next album after that mm -hmm. and there's a song in there that's from like before the first ep <laughs> um, <laughs> dang so, i just never found a place for i guess right. yeah no actually that's actually a trend i feel like i've noticed with a lot of the um the uh, the independent uh musicians that we interview is that unlike bands everything is very like conceptual or instead of just starting maybe with like a drum line or like a bass line or something like that it just builds up you're just like pulling from like all different areas and then it just kind of it just kind of like forms and like it just kind of creates itself in the process i feel like that's a like a very yeah it feels like making a movie or like something like that where it's like it's mm -hmm. less about i guess because there's there's such little music today that's just simply playing your instrument and singing the song over it it's like mm -hmm. you, you kind of build this whole thing around it yeah it's very conceptual i i get the sense of like world building almost from the way you go yeah you go about making your music it's almost like there's like like an underlying narrative or like a theme to all of this yeah and it's, it's not even like an intentional theme like i'm not writing with the theme in mind but usually the theme like the title of the album might change the way that i feel about what i've already done i guess or it's like right yeah yeah and actually uh bringing that up uh your the titles of your songs i i, I mentioned that earlier it's like kind of like my like part of like my favorite part of your music is that they're just so interesting and yeah. I, I i do have a favorite actually okay favorite song or favorite title i have a favorite title uh it, you you mentioned it earlier rent spin cycle slash nicholas cage oh yeah and, uh, i i'd like to get a little bit of background on the uh i mean both parts are <laughs> equally confusing but they just together it creates this well it's wait no i don't want to steal this thunder here go go ahead um wait i want to hear what <laughs> you well think. i think it's called rinse spin cycle slash nicholas cage because it was like the first half of the song which is yeah yeah which is, yeah uh, that's right. essentially and then it, it's because it's, it's kind of like well it's i don't want to say it's two songs but like mm -hmm. it there's two sections to the song and he takes from both of the sections and that's where the title comes from. Right, right. No, but my, what my question is, how do you go about coming up with like, oh, I'm going to name this part Rinse Spin Cycle and this part Nicolas Cage? <laughs> I think I like, um, I'm a real big fan of like, I don't like the, the, the title of the song to just be the chorus or something. I feel like it's got to be something that is something real odd about the song. 
mm-hmm. something not even in the song. Um, yeah. and, and I think like it's usually it's more about like the feeling of the words and like the shape of the words and stuff and how the song titles look together. Okay. Um, and often, often when like you start a project, you just have a really strange working title. Um, mm-hmm. And then you write the song and often I just don't change the working titles. Cause I think like, I don't know, like, um, there's something more interesting and, in, that i guess and i also like picking a phrase where the title drop on the song is like kind of unexpected like just kind of a throwaway line i reckon that's like real cool yeah i want to watch that nicholas cage movie (laughs) oh it's vampire's kiss have you seen it no i haven't it's the one all the memes are from (laughs) you're watching and you're like oh man that's all the memes (laughs) uh yeah nicholas cage making the comeback recently actually yeah he just said a new mandy i think that is not new but oh yeah right yeah i never saw that i haven't i haven't seen it either but it looks interesting and Hmm. it's like the most artsy film he's been a part of so (laughs) yeah it looks awesome yeah um we also had another question i don't like this was supposed to be our first question. So it, the explanation behind your stage name, Pickle Darling. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember I found your music and I was like, that's a weird name. And then I saw the I saw Rin Spin Cycle and I was like, that's a weirder name. <laughs> and then I listened to it and I was like, oh, man, this is like really good. And I just listened to Big Nits on repeat for like three days straight. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the name comes from. I know I've been <laughs> in bands in the past and I've suggested it as a name. And everyone's like, that's a dumb name. So now I've got a solo project. So I'm like, yes, I can use it. And now I'm like, oh, it's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like now I'm stuck doing twee music. But I guess that's like all I can make. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah i think it's all right <laughs> i like it i like it I mean, yeah it nobody it, nobody else has I, that name. it's like it catches people no out. there's a cat that has that name if you look on facebook and you look at pickle darling there's just like this facebook page that's just like a cat like someone's just made a page for the cat and it's called <laughs> pickle darling <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the answer i was expecting <laughs> yeah i guess uh, I remember we interviewed him. Um, uh, are you familiar with Dandelion Hands? Oh, I think so. Yeah, he was he was our last interview, and uh, he had like a very strange explanation. So now I've all behind his name. So like now all of, now every time like one of our artists has like a unique names, so I'm like, we need to ask them about <laughs> their name. Yeah. <laughs> Dandelion Hands is a great name. That's a cool name. It is a cool name. And I, I gotta say Pickle yeah. Darling is a cool name too. I I, I, oh, I thank you. Um, American Poetry Club had a cool explanation behind theirs too. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. American Poetry Club. Oh, did you interview them? Yeah. Yeah. They were our oh, second cool. interview and then our first one was High Sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I you're um 
your Instagram bio, it, it said, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce the first word. Uh, I can't remember what my Instagram bio is. Yeah. Oh, Ototahi. That's, oh. that's Christchurch. That's what actually. is it? Christchurch. Ototahi. Ahutahi. So that's, yeah, so that's like the, the Maori name for Christchurch. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it seems like you, you describe yourself as bedroom pop then as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to say when I feel like listening to your music, I, I just want to like, like curl up in bed and play animal crossing. Like, while I yeah. <laughs> it's got, it's got a very like, um, uh, I, get, I, I feel like when I listen to music, sometimes I like associate it with colors. So it's very pastel to me hear music mm. yeah and yeah i think of that a lot when i'm making music uh colors i think of just like yeah or like associations yeah, yeah i associate it more with like really early morning bus rides because that's when i always listen to it mm. I, I think that's like all my formative experiences with music were like on the bus to school yeah just like so i think that's what i like i wanted i want people to listen to it on the bus i think that's like I do way to hear it. <laughs> That's why I always listen to it. Like yeah. soft cars in the morning just hits really different. Hmm. Uh, thank you. Um so I guess your album cover was like kind of leaked cos cosmonaut. Yeah, um, that's crazy. I'm real mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's crazy. How did that happen? Yeah, uh, thanks for not, pointing that out. You're you're not you're not the only artist that has complained about their distributor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> no, um, um, is uh, obviously, we kind of like gotta wait for the album release, but uh, can you give us like a vague sense of like, maybe like style change or like. Um, well, or I guess even just now, like now you know the cover of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's like this this space album. Yeah. Um, you know how like movie sequels. You know how it's like oh um, there'll be one movie that's like in space or something. Mm -hmm. This is a real dumb way of explaining it. The <laughs> no, no. best example I can think of is The Brave Little Toaster. We watched it <laughs> in a flat. And the first one is The Brave Little Toaster. And the second one is The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. And then the third oh. one is just like another normal Brave Little Toaster one. But the second one, he goes to space for some reason. Oh, so, the, it's so I think like, I like. It's like a play on like the way like some movie sequels just like kind of throw in space maybe but it was also like it it really heavily like informed the album like all of it was all about like um i was watching a lot of like i guess science fiction stuff and reading all of that stuff mm -hmm. and i think i wanted to do the opposite of the first album which is really like small and down to earth and the new one is still really small and down to earth but it's more about like space like distance and communication and like 
being isolated and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's not like it's not like a I don't know it's not like a, a muse album or anything where it's all like <laughs> literally about space. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it just fit. And a lot of those science fiction movies, they're all just about really normal human things anyway. So it's like, I think it just worked really well. And it's a nice, like nice, uh, nice imagery to play with, like for the album cover and for the videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. you yeah. See, you, you've mentioned it multiple times now. Um, are, are you a big like film buff? Um, I, I like movies. Yeah. Finally. <sighs> Gabe yeah. is like the biggest film nerd ever. Oh, yeah, sweet. And, yeah, and every every uh, artist we interview is just like, I don't care for movies. And then <laughs> and he dies. In Whoa. Yeah. That's wild. How can someone not care about movies? I don't Everyone know. likes at least like one movie. <laughs> Yeah, like they they all like one movie, but they're like, yeah, I don't like watch movies all that often. They're like, I prefer TV shows, and I'm like, movies are like, <laughs> movies are better than TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, movies um, are like significantly better than TV shows. Um, but you, you've mentioned it multiple times. You are are you like greatly influenced by a lot of them? Yeah, definitely. Like each. Each album was kind of influenced by different like movies and stuff. Like the mm -hmm. first, like the first EP and album, I kind of grouped them together because to me they're kind of part of the same world. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was watching heaps of like mumblecore movies because I was just like sad and lonely, and they were like just real comfort mm -hmm. movies, I guess. Um, so all the samples on them, I just like stole from movies. Um, I gotcha. and I still do that. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, I forgot a question I wanted to ask earlier was, um, what's the sample? Uh, it, it's in the middle of rinse spin cycle. What's, what is that sample? Oh, um, in the middle of it, that's from a woman under the influence. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah, trying to, it's. But I, I'm trying to put a director to the title. Um, Cassavetes, it's real good. I will have. To. Um, I've not seen that because I don't really watch movies that much. This is why we need. I could I could watch that one. I could watch that one like over and over again. It's very like harrowing, um, but it's real good. I think that, and it was also. Is that that's also a book? Like right? it's. I'm not sure. I feel like I've I don't know actually. I, like I think it's like most of the time when I pick the samples, it's not like it usually works out thematically really well. Like that one fits with the lyrics so well, but it's just a coincidence because mm -hmm. like I'm really just trying to find dialogue that sounds good and isn't just full of awkward silences and doesn't have music under it. <laughs> um, which is so hard to find. And his movies hardly ever have music in them. So I'm like, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> right. No, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm actually I'm I'm actually attending film school. So like Oh. Yeah. I'm like awesome. 
that's why I'm like a big movie buff or like a big movie nerd. But what's something you've watched recently? What is it? What's some stuff you like? Oh, recently we just watched Death Proof. And yeah, Nights. actually, we I watched a Death Proof for the first time. Uh, oh, it, I haven't seen that. Is it the Tarantino one? Yeah, it's Tarantino. Um, it's good. And I gotta say, it's probably like my new favorite Tarantino film because it used to be Kill Bill. But hmm. um, yeah, and then I also watched, I haven't seen that. I think it's the funniest Tarantino movie, not on purpose, but it is the funniest Tarantino. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, I also we also watched uh, Boogie Nights, which is uh, oh that's awesome. It is it is good. It's um oh my god, Mark Wahlberg. No, Paul it, Thomas it, Anderson. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't know why I was I was thinking Wes Anderson. Yeah, that is definitely not Wes Anderson. <laughs> Paul <laughs> Paul Wes Anderson. <laughs> um, Imagine Boogie Nights directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen what was that? Uh, Phantom Thread. Was that him? I've heard of Phantom Thread. I don't. I feel like everyone forgot about that one. That was a recent-ish one. It's about the the guy who's like, he makes dresses and stuff. And yeah, I think that is him. Yes. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I that one's awesome. Yeah, uh, we are. We have a third co-host, but we're not introducing him until later. Oh. In later episodes, because uh, we're, we're about to wrap up our first like. I guess season yeah like our season and um yeah it's the like, third host paul thomas anderson is this <laughs> the sequel really cool <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> no, uh, he, he's like an even bigger movie nerd than i am because like that's all he does is watch movies but yeah damn yeah no but i like that i like that you draw from movies a lot because i haven't met a music artist we haven't interviewed a music artist that like has music as like a or movies as like a central like source of Hmm. inspiration yeah inspiration i think i think filmmakers are also like more interesting than musicians like whenever i listen to interviews i'll listen to like filmmaker interviews and they're always so there's so much more like observant of the world and more observant and like Mm -hmm. i don't know they seem more yeah. Because, like, musicians, it's just like, yeah, we just write songs. Right. Whatever. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I just, like... I also... I kind of I kind of secretly wish I was, like, a filmmaker. <laughs> I, I, I always... Oh, well, I mean, you, you've done a lot of music videos, right? Yeah, that's kind of, like, my outlet for that. Not right. that I'm, like, even directing them, but one of my friends is a filmmaker and it's just like fun just doing something visual just like mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's like videos are just like the fun part of it for me i think no i li- i like that a lot because i i think it's important that if you're an artist you're not just obsessed with your your like one form of art yeah you're one medium you're obsessed with everything because i think that like ultimately creates like the best art because like if you i feel like Mm. there's a lot of artists out there that like you know i mean obviously each artist has their own you know way of you know expressing themselves but at the same time i feel like if you're a listener you can always tell when a artist is influenced solely by one thing 
compared to like a lot of things because it, it creates more diverse music yeah no definitely no yeah i like that a lot um so uh oh my god i had a question in my head and i've just gone blank <laughs> nice i'm just gonna enjoy the starry background oh while you remember the question <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> i think every artist mentioned yeah <laughs> noticed it that was only because we didn't know what to put behind us <laughs> yeah yeah uh, very oh, cool. yeah i do know what i was gonna ask so your album art is like super um it's just it's just straight up cool it's cute yeah it, it's cute that's mm. it's really cute it's cute uh who does the art for you is that all one artist or is that yeah so far it's all been one artist my friend heather okay um if you look up heather marigold on instagram she's okay. real good she's been like friend for ages. she does the album covers mm -hmm. um yeah and they're all like hand painted and stuff but oh nice. that's awesome i wasn't expecting you yeah well, no because they look they almost so, look digitally done so that I mean, the fact that they're here yeah looks that's just like her style of painting just really like solid colors and stuff mm -hmm. yeah no, right. it's cool it looks cool do you so when you're like when she does all the album art for you is it like uh do you like meet with her and you kind of like tell her like this is kind of like what i want yeah i'm not usually super strict on like exact specifications or like because it's like i'm not an artist mm -hmm. so i feel like the artist has the better brain to think of that stuff but i, I we make like like little like visual diaries and sketchbooks and stuff um and yeah so the art will be kind of should work on the album covers kind of at the same time as i'm working on the album um yeah i've never related to like because so many musicians and songwriters are always stumped when they have to do the album cover they're always like oh i don't know what to do with the album cover and i've just like never understood that because i'm like that's the best part of like <laughs> making an album so, right just like seeing uh, album artwork is like it's like your first impression you know yeah like, like what are you presenting to the world you know and i think mm. you've done, i think you've done a great job because like it, i mean all your artwork so far is like definitely like presented the vibe of, mm. i feel like, like what the album sounds like um so is is heather is she like does she so she does she listen to the album as it's being made yeah i'll kind of send her stuff as i'm finishing it right um yeah i got you so for for bigness then was it like yeah i mean it's a it's a i'm assuming it's a little boy right like just with the, the um yeah i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> um i guess it's like I, I don't i don't even have anything specific in mind like what i wanted mm -hmm. the thing that gave me that idea was um the spongebob movie soundtrack 
which <laughs> the, the cover the cover is just like maybe it's not the cover maybe it's just a picture in the booklet um but it was just spongebob's face filling up the whole square i was like that's awesome it'd be so cool to see a record at the shop and one cover is just this giant face that's just like there <laughs> um yeah so that eventually altered like changed slightly to be kind of fitting in a frame okay. um yeah mm -hmm. there's a there's a band called the brunettes they were like a, a twee band in new zealand okay. and they've got this album called holding hands feeding ducks and i think we got the idea for the layout from mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, it's just something real simple. Right. Make it feel like a kid's book. Um, oh, I got you. I have a question. You just give me a second. One second. I just want to. All right. Yeah. So there's this band I listen to, and they're from New Zealand, but like nobody over here knows them. Have you heard of uh, 3Ds? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like 3Ds? Like, yeah. Like Flying Nun Band. Yeah. Yeah, there's I don't actually know them super well. Oh really? They're super Yeah, cool. I don't really know much of their stuff. But I've heard I've, I've heard like I've heard them. They're cool. Mm -hmm. that, that that's a, I'm glad you brought that up though cuz I feel like over the past couple of interviews me and Brandon have got like a pretty good sense of like what the music culture over here is like in terms of like cuz we've inter we've interviewed like like a couple people from like San Francisco and California, like that whole area. And then we've even got some people from like the South here in America. What's like the like music climate in New Zealand? Um, in terms of the, the big, like the big bands are bands like LAB at 660, just like kind of like reggae tinged real chill festival music and it's not really my thing <laughs> um yeah. so like all the big music festivals are just like those sort of bands just like i guess people call it barbecue reggae here <laughs> um but it's it's not for me i, I don't want to say mean things about them <laughs> um like it's cool but um and there's also a lot of like sort of uni rock bands where it's like um you know the the you know the sort of mac demarco bands mm -hmm. like ocean alley and stuff yeah um, I, I know the vibe i don't know if they're the other australian band i don't know if they're big there are heaps of those sort of bands here as well which is also okay. like not my sort of thing um and there's a lot of folk music like really great folk singer songwriters here right um and i think that's like some of the best stuff in new zealand um i got you so like here in america yeah. um obviously new zealand is like a much smaller country so like here in america like a lot of the music taste depends on like kind of like geographic location like yeah. yeah like relatively you know speaking that is uh is it kind of similar in new zealand where you find more people listening to a certain style of music depending on where you are like do you have rednecks um, in new zealand? <laughs> well i guess like christchurch is 
Christchurch is where the rednecks are. <laughs> Probably. Um, Christchurch has a big metal scene. Okay. Like, like a lot of like. Apparently, Christchurch has like its only type of metal that is kind of like people around the world love it. Which is right. like, I guess that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think. Dunedin, Dunedin is where all the cool, like, the cool indie is, like all the Flying Nun bands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, Christchurch is like the Bogans, <laughs> um, where it's like. Uh, can, can I interject here? Yeah. So I don't know if like the slang is different Oh, yeah. Can you can you explain some of the words? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, my, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, um, a... what word? What did I say? Bogan. Yeah, yeah. I thought it is that a New Zealand word? Sorry. Um, how do I describe what a bogan is? I think a bogan has kind of changed. A bogan used to be someone that would listen to like, um, just like. the rock it's like one of the big kind of just like rock stations kind of um wait i'm gonna look up bogan and i'm gonna see what images pop up so like someone who only listens to like popular rock like a cock rocker yeah i looked it up i looked bogan up on google and this is what came up <laughs> yeah so that's yeah, like the vibe <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah it's, it, the, the the butt rock yeah the butt rock yeah and then um so that's Christchurch that's where I am okay I got you <laughs> um, yeah. I was like the slang is just, the the, uh, the slang <laughs> is just a little bit <laughs> um <laughs> so I think yeah like a lot of hard rock bands and stuff like that here in Christchurch a lot of the cool interesting like innovative stuff a lot of young people move to Wellington which is like we're all like that's the real artsy cool creative place gotcha um that's like your guys so a lot of my a lot of my friends bands are there okay um and Auckland which is just like the biggest city so Christchurch is really like there was also a big earthquake in Christchurch like almost 10 years ago Oh, no. um so that's why all the venues are gone so it's like everyone kind of moved out and it's just desolate there's not really a city here oh, it's um so sad. but um yeah so i think that changed the music scene a lot um but yeah Christchurch is really good for like there's a lot of good like folk stuff here and like country stuff here which is pretty cool. That name sounds so familiar to me, and I don't know why. Did, did Christ oh, what name? Christ oh, Christchurch. I don't, like, I swear to God I've heard it before, but I don't know where. Yeah, it's pretty, not much interesting stuff comes out of Christchurch. <laughs> um, so, you said, Say it, Brandon. I'm not gonna <laughs> say it. I remember. I remember, but I don't want to say it. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. There's been a lot of bad things that have happened in Crisis, so it was probably one of those things. It was, it was the subscribe to PewDiePie incident. Oh, yeah. There, that was, yeah. What, two years ago? One year ago. Um, yeah, it was 2018. It felt very recent. It was, yeah. yeah. That's that's why I was, yeah. Oh, man, that was horrible. Yeah, that's, a lot of people in Christchurch, to be honest, weren't super surprised because that is also the vibe of Christchurch. Christchurch is where, like, like, super conservative, a lot of, like, like, it's like the skinhead capital of New Zealand. So it's like, <laughs> like I said, nothing, not much cool stuff comes out of Christchurch. It's like the Alabama of New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that a lot of the venues are gone. Did you, um, are you, before the pandemic, were you doing any live shows? Or actually, even now, are you doing live shows? Because I know New Zealand's not. Yeah, I had to. I had to cancel a tour, but we did a like about two months ago. We did a tour with the Beths. Okay. I don't know if you know the Beths. Mm-hmm. They're oh. like. They're like um. They're kind of like the coolest band in New Zealand. Um, they're on like an American label now. Okay. Um, like, yeah, they're awesome. They're like, they're not the biggest band in terms of like mainstream, right? Success, whatever. But they, they can sell out the big theaters here. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was awesome. We we did four shows with them no. in the South Island, and <laughs> what's going on behind you? <laughs> No. There we go. All right, it's fixed. <laughs> um, I have a I have a playlist. Some leagues. <laughs> oh my gosh. There we go. Um, All right. That was an ad. So, anybody gets the wrong idea. Cool. <laughs> I have a playlist. Um, that this sits on. I was like, what am I looking at? Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the Beth tour. So we did four shows with the Beths, which was awesome, because they were like they're real big so it was like packed and we played the james hay theater which is like one of the big venues like it was like a thousand people (laughs) um so we played in this giant like this giant auditorium and it was crazy Mm -hmm. um that was like yeah that was awesome so do you i'm assuming then you have like touring members yeah, so when we play live, we're like a three-piece band. Um, I got you. Yeah. Uh, who, who are those people? Uh, one of them is my friend Serena. She's also in a band called Mousy. Um, and they were cool. Um, and she plays keys and glockenspiel uh. and... <laughs> backing vocals that's and not, stuff that, that's not slang i think a glockenspiel is an actual instrument i just don't I know, know. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then what is, is it like a xylophone my... <laughs> yeah it's like that oh okay yeah um and then 
Cam, he's like, he studied drums at jazz school. And in my band, he plays like everything apart from drums. Like he plays <laughs> guitar, keyboard, tambourine, shaker, um, the drum machine. Hold on. It... This is wild. What am I looking at? <laughs> We've got a guy on the toilet. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, it's, it was a Sims ad. Oh, we believe the ultimate bank statement is how you treat um bank. <laughs> I think I missed the word. Okay. Okay, okay. it should be good now. Oh my okay. god. I hate it when it does. Sorry, I was just reading an ad. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> listening to the podcast and like what <laughs> all of our listeners happened? will be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, so it's like we so the other two members of my band are doing a lot at once, basically. I got you. Um, so we, we wanted it to be like a real, like, fun live experience where it's like everyone's doing lots of things and it's just really interesting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, trying to put all the layers in my music, trying to recreate that live with all three people. And I think it's real cool. Like, yeah. does the uh does yeah. it kind of take a different vibe when you play it like yeah it's way like dancier and louder i got you um it feels like feels bigger i think it's cool like like more more groovy especially with the tambourine and stuff um yeah i think it's just like louder and dancier it's, it's awesome i got you i got you no that's that's really cool yeah yeah oh we mm. heard some other things uh from other artists they always say that they're a lot of a lot of the bedroom pop uh acts that we've interviewed always say that their their music sounds more punk when they end up playing it live and it ends mm. up and the, that that brings me to my next thing. What, what's uh, so you you define yourself as bedroom pop? Do you have like some favorite bedroom pop like acts that you kind of like look up to? Um, there's Bedbug, who <laughs> I don't know if you know them, but they they also used to be on Z tapes. Um, yeah, and their albums are awesome and i um i remember finding them in like 2017 when i was like a freshman and then i listened i've listened to them a little bit here and there like since 2017 and nobody i know has heard of them and i was listening to you i was listening to 5 a.m oh yeah and you name dropped bedbug and i went i went whoa what and i rewound the song (laughs) Just to make sure, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the only other person in my life that I know <laughs> who's listened to Bedbug." That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Their last album was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also like Skirts, who was on the album Laptop Funeral. They're all cool. Um, and in terms of New Zealand stuff, there's like. There's some, there was this good era like 15 years ago where there was heaps of kind of twee bands 
and I kind of missed out on it because it was 15 years ago. So what is what is the what is twee? Twee. Oh, twee. Kind of. Twee. Oh, like the vibes. okay. That's like American people. Yeah. They call themselves like twemo sometimes. Oh, I guess I've just never heard that before. It's twee, you know, it's like it's like it's like white. Like like Bell and Sebastian, or like, um, who are some other twee bands? I'm just, I guess I've just never heard that term before then. Like the Wes Anderson vibe. Yeah. Oh, is, okay. is tweet. All right. Well, once again, I think of things in film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you tell me what Anderson, and I'll get it. <laughs> well, I told you American Poetry Club. You've never said tweet before. Yeah, but American Poetry Club said it, and we interviewed them together. I guess I just didn't pick up on it. Yeah, well. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's like he's a cool. Um, there's someone called Princess Chelsea in New Zealand, and she's like wild. Like her videos are awesome. Um, and the band called Voom, and I think like if they came out like ten years after they did, they would be big all around the world. Mm-hmm. but they kind of like did two albums and then kind of gave up and had to get real jobs and stuff. But the album Hello, Are You There? is like one of the best albums ever. Like, yeah, they, they're kind of sort of bedroom pop vibes. Um, I got you. Um, do you listen to, this is kind of like, once I name this artist, this is kind of like the connector that we found for like all of the other artists that we've listened to. Oh. Um, I, do you listen to Elvis Presley? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody listens to Elvis Presley, man. You listen to Mom Jeans? No. Dang it, dude. I don't already know this stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Elvis Presley. Everybody listens to that, that guy. We've, we've oh, Alex G, Alex G, and Elvis Presley are probably like everyone that makes our sort of music is probably like yeah, into no. one of them. Yeah, we've we've realized that because like I'd say besides just straight up like I mean we've only interviewed one punk band. Yeah. So besides the one punk band that we've interviewed. Everybody else has been bedroom pop, and we've just realized Elvis Presley is just like the Godfather, of like yeah, of like everybody's like musical creation. Yeah, and Coma Cinema was like the other project mm-hmm. by the Elvis Presley guy. Right. Yeah. And that's real cool too. Yeah, we've just realized- yeah. I actually I actually got onto them real late though. I was mostly into Alex G before. But then I kind of traced it back to Elvis to Presley. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. You you also mentioned some. I think you mentioned it on your Instagram, on your like best albums thing. Hmm. Uh, Frankie Valet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not the first person to mention him either. Because uh, American Poetry Club, uh, their lead singer Jordan also mentioned. I think it's because they're on the same label or the label that they 
own release the Frankie oh, uh, Fallet stuff. Yeah, what is it? Good time. Or record. something like that. I think it's good time yeah, it, oh, it it takes it takes time. It takes, no, it takes time records. Yeah, yeah. They, they're a, they're one of our subscribers actually on Instagram on a YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, the albums the albums awesome. Yeah, they're the really albums good. so good. Yeah, no, the yeah, we um we've just been finding like the all the all the bedroom pop acts that are just like all like intertwined in this big circle and like yeah it's it's like it's like i i didn't realize this like when we started interviewing like musicians and stuff but especially since like the main genre i didn't realize how like cool it was going to be to see like through the different people we interview like the connect like the connections yeah because it's like it's like following like it's kind of like following like a path almost Mm. because like our first our first act we interviewed was high sun which is oh yeah which is bedroom pop yeah and then like from there it went to american poetry club who happened to also know high sun and then like it just we just realized that like we're just like kind of retracing a path that's been drawn and like we're just <laughs> we're like weaving yeah around. everybody's everybody yeah, everyone kind of knows each other <laughs> in the bedroom pop scene yeah yeah i think like i don't think other musicians that like i know personally like in Christchurch <laughs> or new zealand mm-hmm. would know many of those bands because i spend most of my time like on band camp and stuff so i feel like my music scene is like the internet <laughs> um it's, it's very niche it's very niche. yeah but yeah it's cool though it's cool and also like uh, it's very close cousin uh, uh midwestern emo just the genre mm. are, are you familiar with midwestern emo American. i've never heard that term it, Have I, you ever heard american, american... American. oh yeah yeah okay yeah. so american like emo. mom jeans is midwestern emo even though i'm pretty sure oh, okay in california <laughs> but like they're yeah they're midwestern emo yeah um if yeah. you if you also live in the midwest like us that is such a perfect term to describe yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like yeah because like the midwest is just such a like a I'd say like it's very boring. Depressing. It's it's like melancholy. Yeah. It's a constant like just it like inescapable. The vibe. Yeah, the vibe. So like hmm. you're like, I I think that's why me and Brandon especially like bedroom pop, and like Midwestern emo because it's just so like, it's like sad but like it's not like a, a so a lot of times it's just not about anything like really like traumatic. It's just sad. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Like, it, it connects in a weird way to us because we're like, oh, we get that. <laughs> I never know what the um, like, the geography of the US. Like, I assume because it's so big, and I just assume, oh, everyone I know in America, surely they all just know each other and see each other all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my friends in California, and then my friends in. Texas and friends in New York, surely they just must bump into each other like <laughs> once a week. But no. it's like essentially another country, right? It's oh, like... yeah. The, the way I like to describe it is this there's like, well, I mean, 
everybody described it like this really here, but uh, just like there's the West Coast, East Coast, and then there's the South, and then there's this big chunk in the middle called the Midwest. And if you cut mm. out the Midwest, nothing would change. <laughs> That's Damn. America in a nutshell. <laughs> also, there's the mm. East Coast. Just basically the borders of America are where all the cool people live. Yeah. And in the middle. Oh, okay. Void. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's so interesting that it's like, like, because there, there would be like someone in another state. That would be so, that would just be like me flying to Australia. Like, right. I don't know. I've just, I just can't comprehend that. I feel like people imagine New Zealand is just like all forest and bush with just like one street and a shop at the end of that street and that's the whole thing and it's like yeah New Zealand's exactly like that I imagine New Zealand at well see I Gabe's gonna kill me real quick I watch Power Rangers a lot right and Power Rangers films in New Zealand so I would whenever people in New Zealand it's not even screened in New Zealand. People here don't know that. What? Like, we we can't watch that here. Why? It's like, there's a lot of things that are filmed in New Zealand, and then no one in New Zealand would have heard of them. Well, so, Power like, it's not, it's not, it's like, there's, it's just not advertised here. No one knows about it here, really. You watch Power Apart Rangers? from people. No, I've never watched it. Oh. I mean, I've seen it growing up, not, not the New Zealand one. But I've got friends that worked on it. Oh, like oh, apparently, that's so cool. Like a, apparently, um, because I was filming a music video for my new album, and the people that made the video, like there's some people that were helping me make it and stuff, were like, "Oh, do you wanna like?" I heard two of them talking to each other. They're like, "Oh, do you wanna do you wanna come do Power Rangers with me tomorrow?" I think they need some extra hands. They're like, "Oh, no, I'm kind of busy." I was like, I was like, everyone. Everyone that studies film in New Zealand has probably some experience with like Power Rangers or like. <laughs> That's crazy. That yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but so whenever I think of New Zealand, I always just think of like cities, just like just like endless cities, no forest, like the exact opposite of what you described. Oh, that's interesting. Because now New Zealand is very, there's a lot of empty space here. Really. Like there's. There's the cities, there's like Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin. Mm -hmm. Between that, it's so much like bush and plains and like hills and stuff. Um, Mm. Yeah, it's very like outside of the cities, it's like very green and um, a lot of small towns. I got you. Like a lot of, yeah. Do the the cities like are the cities like super big or are they like um auckland is really big auckland is really sprawling um like it's kind of separated over it feels it feels like a bunch of islands auckland city like you've got to cross bridges to get to different places and stuff um yeah christchurch is really flat like you could probably walk across the entirety of christchurch in like four hours oh. just like just on foot you could probably um oh, i cannot imagine walking anywhere here in america 
because <laughs> like, mm. uh, basically the Midwest, unless it's like kind of like Missouri where we live is like hilly, but as soon as mm. you get more east, because we live in St. Louis, so as soon as you get more east, it's just flat until you get to Colorado, and that's like Colorado's west, man. Uh, I, yes, what he said. I'm sorry. I'm getting yeah. my directions mixed up. I'm, <laughs> never mind. As soon as you go west, it's like all flat until you get to Colorado. Hmm. Like it just instantly turns into mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Because here we've got, in Christchurch is like, Christchurch is kind of surrounded on one half by hills, like the Port Hills is what they're called. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you always know where you are in Christchurch because you just look at the hills and it's like, oh, that's over there. So I must be facing this way. Um, and what I would yeah. do, like, so be anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Missouri is like the the way I like to think about it is that like just the Midwest in general. Purgatory. Like purgatory. Yeah. It's purgatory. Mm. Yeah, because um, it America is like split. I would say in like it like it's like split into like personalities. Like te- like Texas and everything to the right of it, just going up to like Florida and like Georgia area is all like rednecks. Yeah, that's like the same type of person, and then the Midwest is all one type of person. And then you've got mm. like your East Coast and West Coasters, and they like kind of hate each other in this weird way. Oh, whoa. There's like yeah, a... there's so many different types of Americans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. a weird thing to say. Ridiculous. Yeah, America's like a weird blend of people. Hmm. Yeah. New um... Zealand is essentially everyone's like the same person. <laughs> like, that that me that if, if everyone across New Zealand would hear this and disagree with me, but I'm just like, no, you're all the same. <laughs> uh, I I have a strange question. All right, so is the term? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I've heard this in movies before, but I also don't want it to be like offensive. Is kiwi like a genuine term that's used, or is that something that's like an American? It's super offensive. No, it's not offensive. It's like. <laughs> Um, um, I was worried you got to say like a slur or something. Um, <laughs> no, kiwi, know. kiwi is all good. Kiwi is just like, because yeah. kiwi is like a, a native bird. Okay. In New Zealand, it's like a flightless, um, endangered. Um, it's kind of like the symbol. I got of New Zealand. They yeah, call- no, kiwi is all good. Like we call ourselves kiwis or. Other people call us kiwis, or I got you. It, yeah. the, the, re- the reason we were confused about it is because here in America, I don't know if you're familiar with our racial issues here in America. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but uh, when we first heard that, it sounds so much like it could be a slur. Yeah. <laughs> nah, because it doesn't refer to any, it doesn't refer to like, you know, the indigenous. Like you. population here, or it doesn't refer to any like ethnicity. It's just like New Zealanders. Okay, all right. Because yeah. I, I was curious about it's it. It's like Aussies. It's like Aussies ref- refers to just Australians. I got you. And That's- I, 
as far as I'm aware, Aussies isn't a racist term. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Um, is it like, uh, like, do you get? I know uh, New Zealand is very prideful that they're like front, like that you guys are very like you know, prideful that you guys are like from like New Zealanders and stuff. Is it like irritating, like hearing people like mistake you guys for Australians, like if they hear your accent or something like that? Or if they're in New Zealand and they compare you guys to Australians? I guess so. Well, I mean, it's not like super fit. It's like lighthearted. Because I think New Zealand isn't Australian, so like it's pretty friendly with each other. I gotcha. It's just like banter. But we see ourselves as so different to Australia. Oh. Like Australia feels like America to us. <laughs> like it's giant. And oh. like everyone has such big personalities and um Yeah. Like they feel so different to us, mm -hmm. I guess. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's cool to hear because like what New Zealand's like I mean, roughly the size of one of our states. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's kind of cool to hear. Oh my hear. god, that's insane to think about. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to hear like your take on like what a country that small thinks about like countries that are bigger. Yeah, like it's pretty easy to have friends across the country in New Zealand. Right, which is because it's like a few times a year. It's like you've everyone flies around or goes on road trips and stuff i guess how long would it take um, to drive from one end of new zealand to the other like guesstimate um okay so i don't know where it's at so on our tour we drove from invercargill which is like the most further south part of new zealand mm -hmm. back to christchurch which is kind of like like halfway up the south island so maybe if you times that by four or five that was like a six hour no maybe that was more than that no i think that was like a seven or eight hour trip oh my god but i'm gonna look this up <laughs> and um well, that's like a okay how, how long for us. <laughs> yeah i'll also look up drive that's like a day trip for us that's like okay to drive the length of new zealand um you could so from the north island would be 14 hours and then south island would be 12 hours I guess to drive uh, coast to coast in America, it's forty-five hours. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, almost two days straight. Damn, that's, that's wild. Yeah, that... yeah. I reckon you could do New Zealand in less than the time that it's saying. It's lying to me. Right. Because it says I... I reckon you could do it in like twenty hours. Uh. If you if you gun it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Is like, uh, what is what's like driving laws like in New Zealand? Because I imagine it's it, it's got it's 
different than America's. Use kilometers over there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I, I don't know what. I don't know how it's different. I think most people get their like first license, like the learner's license, into high school. Okay, so that's that's pretty simple. But, yeah, but that's like you can't drive like alone with that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like a permit. That's yeah, a there's like three different licenses. Yeah, and oh. I'm on this. I'm on the restrictor license, but I've been driving as if I've got the full license <laughs> because, like, I have an old lady's car. Like, my car <laughs> looks like a granny car, so I never get pulled over. <laughs> so that's the driving laws in New Zealand is just like what you can get away with, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't really think about. It. I guess we do have three licenses here. Yeah. Uh, do you have to be a certain age to get the full license, though? Um. I don't think so. I think it's like just more, you've got to sit different tests each time. Oh, is it like based on driving experience? Yeah. Oh yeah. And here, here it's, uh, when you turn 18, you get your full license. Really? You don't have to do a test? Uh, well, you, you do tests, but then you get your, I guess you'd say like the middle license, but then yeah. you test again for the next one and you get that automatically when you turn 18. Oh, that's awesome. Because we have to do like three different tests. Oh, uh, what? I was going to say, well, okay, so that kind of brings me to my next thing. Are you, what, what are the drinking laws like in New Zealand? New Zealand has like <laughs> the worst drinking culture <laughs> ever. It's like, because New Zealand is all like sports and drinking. Oh, okay. We're like, like sports bar. Everyone, it's just like, yeah, and it's just like rugby and drinking. Oh, I got you. Is this, there like, is so, there an age requirement though for it? So it's like, yeah, it's like 18, but no, people are getting smashed at like nine. <laughs> not nine, 14. Because then people are like, oh, people are getting drunk very young. <laughs> That's interesting to that you say that your, your drinking culture is like, war, is like bad because like I've always thought America's is bad. Because uh, here mm. you, you have to be 21. Yeah. Which is like... Yeah, here it's 18, but it's like everyone's like... Oh, I mean, everyone underage drinks here too. Like, I mean, Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> the, the law isn't stopping it, but... Yeah. <laughs> mm. But it's a... Uh, so is it like, what's like the... I guess you could say like, what's the like punishment or like a consequence for like being caught underage i don't really know i don't know i think i'm not sure people just don't really get caught <laughs> um i have no idea probably not super bad if you're is it bad over here young i feel like it is I feel like I feel like over here people make such a big deal because like like you, you don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. So it's like over here, it's like they make a big deal about like what would happen if you got caught with it. I mean, I know if you're like 18, like you're technically an adult. So if you're giving alcohol to like younger kids, you can get like in serious trouble for that. Mm. Supplying alcohol to a minor. Right. But like, I mean, 
when you're at school and stuff, they're always hammering it into your head about how it's like, you know, like anti like drug and alcohol stuff. Do you guys have a lot of that? Or in school, did you guys have a lot of that like anti drug alcohol kind of like PSA type? Um, stuff? I'm not sure. I went to weird school. I went to like a religious school. Oh, really? So it was like whatever whatever um of that people had in their normal schools we probably had it way more mm-hmm. like just like we had the classic um like drilled into us where it's like oh as soon as you leave school everyone's going to be pressuring you to do drugs and smoke <laughs> cigarettes and <laughs> <laughs> is it is it predominantly it's like peer pressure <laughs> yeah is it predominantly christian so that's what yeah it is. and like and i guess went to christian schools and stuff i got you so it's like you get a yeah like a pretty like narrow view of the word when you come out of school i got you um, uh, so is it like i imagine in new zealand because it's such a small country is it like would you say you it's like pretty like universal things that are taught amongst the schools um i guess so new zealand's pretty like like it's it's pretty liberal liberal and it's pretty like um in a lot of ways it's like just like um like we don't have the heart out like um like like republicans that like you don't have a giant religious right in new zealand really like they're they're there but it's not yeah they're not really a big deal like they're not like in our last election there's this one party called the new conservative party and they were like crazy but they were very fringe whereas i feel like if they were in america they would be like they'd get like 40% 40% of the vote. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe that's unfair to say. No, no, it's it's fair. Wait, the it's... new conservatives. Yeah. But like, what, what's they were like, they were like the worst party we've ever had. <laughs> but they got like, they got like, what, one, one percent of the vote or something like that. Because <laughs> we, we have like lots of minor parties oh, okay. that you vote for. So what, it's not what... a two party thing. Right. What was their. What was their like whole spiel? The young conservatives, um, super like super backwards. Um, like one of their things was wild, where they were like, they wanted to take single mothers and house them with another more experienced couple. Wait, what? Just like it was real weird. Just like kind of <laughs> forcing people into like. But like it was required. Uh, I think so. Just like crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. Like that was super, like super racist. They were so they had signs that were like. Um, one of their signs was like said something like support oil drilling, but it's like. Wh- <laughs> what people people that are right wing like trump supporters so many 
but it's like so many people that would be kind of leaning to the right wouldn't even think that sounds like a good thing because they just wouldn't think about that thing you don't say that stuff like that's the that's the small text <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> like that's the stuff they try and sneak in but then the new conservative party are like yeah oil drilling and everyone's like wait i don't even that doesn't sound like a good thing <laughs> yeah people that don't even know anything about it yeah i really wild. Wish, I really wish america could break away from oil it's like it's like impossible because well america is so far right-leaning that even like our democrat like liberal politicians like over in like europe are still mm. right-leaning like in europe like that's how far yeah right like yeah. Joe Biden in Europe would like be a conservative. Yeah, our our big right wing party, the National Party, they would be like further left than the Democrats. Right. I guess. Yeah. Which is which is which is, which is insane to think about. Like, like I want to be in Europe. I don't want to be anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's like, and because it's not like American people. I like that. I guess it's like oh, I feel like I, uh, it. So like, like earlier, like I don't feel like the two parties there really represent what uh, so many people in America are actually like. No, I, no, I actually I agree with you because he's gonna say it otherwise, but I I agree with you because like um, I think here in America, I I don't know what y- your journalism climate is in New Zealand, but here in America, everything is so based off of like major news networks like Fox. So it's always hmm. the extreme viewpoints that are the ones that are being presented. So like when other countries, I feel like kind of look into America, they only like kind of see like the the extreme, like the worst of the worst from both sides. And I, I oh yeah, yeah. okay, fair so enough. But there's still like there's still like a, yeah, like it's still a lot of people who are like right really on either side because our population's so big like right but i i think that all becomes relative though because um uh, kind of like what i said earlier with the, the with the whole music thing where like it what people are listening to is like geography based the political climate is also kind of determined where you live as well like yeah. the further west and east you go the more liberal of an idea you have in the south is all, like has always been very like conservative and then as you get into the midwest you have like kind of like this back and forth between the two hmm. yeah so I feel yeah like- new zealand's like that the further the further south you go the more racist you get <laughs> oh, so that's not just an american thing <laughs> yeah that's, that's interesting i never i never really thought about that hmm but yeah <laughs> so like um i i imagine your guys's racial issues are probably a like a, a little bit different than ours yeah i think because yeah. we're we're um like a, a settler colonial country as well i think that's the right term so it's like like not to the scale of america but it's still like new zealand kind of also functions as like a mini imperialist force in the kind of pacific area as well so it's like it's not this um it's not like this utopia like that 
I think New Zealand always tries to sell itself as like, oh, we're so much like better than all these other countries, so much better than America. But it's like, it's kind of just a small version oh, of that, I guess. Like, I yeah. Yeah. I like, it's still a very racist country. Like, it's, yeah, um, everywhere is. Like, we have a like horrible prison system and. Oh, hey. Like, so just like us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's bomb. <laughs> yeah. But um, um yeah, I, our prison system too is like the worst. It's just legal slavery. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we have a horrible we we, we just have bad everything laws concerning yeah. like criminalization. And I think that ends up just perpetuating a further problem that we have, which like Brandon, yeah, it's kind of like it's the prison industrial complex. Yeah, it just kind of feels like, yeah. Uh, it, like it, New Zealand is kind of similar. I think it it functions differently. Well, it's actually kind of similar to like how the prison system came about in America because here it kind of came about. My history is real bad. But it kind of came about when, like, the people that came from Britain essentially were stealing land mm -hmm. from Maori people, and um, they went to the the British courts, whatever. And even they were like, "Hey, you don't really have a leg to stand on. We can't enforce like that. You're all good to do that to be stealing their land, and that." for them to be taking their land back like mm -hmm. it's fully their right to do that so right. then the people here were like oh, okay we'll just get our own we'll just get our own like mercenaries essentially to just mm -hmm. like lock up the maori people to get them out of the way so we can take their land and that's kind of where the police in new zealand come from that's like a very like clumsy way to put it but it's like they were essentially like yeah, um, like, that's kind of like, like the imported, imported like white supremacists that were like, okay, we'll do your work for you, and then and that, that kind of became and that's the police the, here. That's the police system there. Okay, that's kind of yeah. Kind of like what happened here because police, yeah. like if you trace back like the roots of our police system, it's from like, um, it's when uh, bounty hunters that would like hunt slaves down. Yeah, it's when they would. Mm. It's when slaves would uh, escape from the south and try to make it to the north. Yeah, and then kind of like what you said with the mercenaries it was like they were like slave trackers essentially and they were the ones that would yeah back. and then that's kind of like the start of our police system here in america yeah i don't know hmm. each, each each country kind of has like its own problems it's uh, like, no, it, especially with police that seems to be like a common everywhere a common issue hmm. that a lot of a lot of countries are facing yeah nobody yeah quite get it right but yeah, I mean, definitely news new zealand i guess this is probably just me comment like just speaking randomly but it seems like new zealand's probably got it a little better together a little bit better at least in terms of like group mentality about what i right. guess like yeah like we had a um so our police aren't really 
heavily armed. They're not these like because um, in America it's just like a whole bunch of like Terminators <laughs> walking around. There's <laughs> a picture of America. Um, yeah, New Zealand. There was after after the terrorist attack a couple of years ago. There was a campaign to get the police more heavily armed and stuff. And then there was a big arms down campaign. That was kind of a grassroots campaign here, and that worked. So, um, the police just aren't. They're not heavily armed here. Is I it? Guess. Like, do they still carry like handguns? And everyone kind of got behind that. Like everyone, the right and left here, kind of got behind that. Do they still carry handguns? Because, um, I don't. I don't think so. Really? No, I don't. I don't know. I might be wrong. Oh, but okay. I think it's like a lot harder for them to just shoot someone. I guess. I got you. Are, are, I'm I'm assuming gun control is like a pretty, like I would assume nobody in New Zealand owns guns, right? Or oh, the people do. They do. Like there, there, there are still ways of getting them, but most people don't. I, I imagine them. The, the process to getting it is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, you can't just like go out and buy go one. to the area and <laughs> grab a gun. <laughs> um, yeah. Like here you can go to a Walmart and grab and buy guns. Can you actually at Walmart? <laughs> yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I think they stopped it. Like after uh, all the mm. shootings happened, but like, Damn. Like yeah. at every Walmart there used to be a gun section and now like it's only at like I'm just imagining it like it's just right by the counter where all the like candy bars and stuff. It's just like oh you can just actually pick one up right, way out. Right by the children's bike section. Damn. I'm not joking about that because it's in the outdoor section. So any like outdoor stores, yeah. it's gonna be on that That's section. That's crazy. It also includes the hunting section. So like you can just pick up guns or you could just pick up guns at Walmart. But That's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we don't really have that here. It's like part of me feels pretty safe here. It, it it's weird. I I've gone back and forth between what I think when it comes to that whole issue that we have here in America. I I think I think we need to have like consistent uh like not background checks on people, but consistent mental health checks. Like if you own a gun, you're required to like take like not like aptitude tests but like like certain tests that mm. whether or not you're mentally fit to require like handle the responsibility of a gun yeah my problem with that though is people who just lie that's true well hmm. i I'm, i mean i know i know japan i one of the one you of you can't even own guns in japan the, there's a, there's an asian country i forget which one but they that's one of the systems they have for getting a gun is that if you own one, it's like every couple months you have to go get a. Some Maybe sort of, they can. One of them. Mm. They can't. I'm yeah, not sure. but I I kind of think that would like at least remedy the situation here in America a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what is what is yeah. what is, what is New Zealand's like perception of Americans? Like, what do you guys like think of? Oh, us? that's a big question. Hey, do you, do. You, do you edit these podcasts, by the way? Um, do you do any editing? Why? Do you want us to edit something out? No, I'm just like, can I pee? 
Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Just you edit this out, or I could just bring my laptop in. <laughs> I'll be one minute. All, All right. right. No, because he, he said that New Zealand has an indigenous people. See, from the indigenous people, then? Yeah, I would assume so. Huh. Yeah, their indigenous people are um, Polynesian. Oh, interesting. I don't know how to pronounce the name of their indigenous people, though. I am back. <laughs> I am. Okay, quick, quick question. My bladder is ready to go. All right. So are you are you one of the indigenous people from New Zealand? I can't pronounce the name. I don't know how to pronounce it. No, um, uh, Maori. So my so I'm not because my mum's from Malaysia, actually. Oh, I was right. OK. <laughs> he gets high. He's I know this is going to shock you but because of his red hair but he's actually like a, a very good portion korean oh yeah, yeah you would never guess that just Damn. yeah but his 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 father was korean so yeah oh interesting yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah uh Damn. yeah we we were we were like we, we were wondering <laughs> like what you were yeah no that's fair yeah it's yeah. a fair question yeah. All right. So kind of back to what we we're getting at. What is oh, perception of America? Yeah. What's like that whole perception that they have? Um, really big because all of our TV shows are still American, you know, mm-hmm. like we still watch American TV, listen to American music. Um, it seems like the hyper real version of us. I guess, <laughs> like it seems like, like like bigger, louder, um, like the center of the world, basically. Really. Like I listen to, yeah, I listen to a lot of like American music. Um, yeah, also feels very diverse, like. As in, so many different types of people, and so many like, yeah. I guess, I guess we see America as like some of the best things in the world come from there, and some of the worst things in the world come from there. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. 
uh, does it does our political system look messy? Your your political system looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not jealous of that at all. No. Um, well, we agree because we had we had our election night. I think it was a few months before your one. Because mm-hmm. ours was in October. Okay. And it was like pretty great atmosphere because like Labour are kind of our our big centre-left party. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of dominated and all the right-wing parties just got smashed. Um, so it was like everyone was feeling pretty good. Um, whereas it would be hard to get excited about right yeah like it's like um yeah like america sounds like <laughs> like there is <laughs> yeah it, it, be honest with me does it seem dangerous it does <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> okay yeah yeah it's a nightmare it's like because half the country votes one way and half the country votes the other. And and then, like, there's no small parties. Well, it's yeah. like you can't have that. There, there are. And, and really get... They have no voice. Yeah, they, they won't be on the ticket yeah. at all. They absolutely have no voice. Because our, our small parties are, like, pretty essential to it. Right. Because they can... Like, there's coalitions and stuff. Right. Um, and so they, the big parties have to form coalitions to make a majority. Interesting. Um, that's cool. So actually. that's why like people here we can actually vote for a really further left party like the green party mm-hmm. and the center left party will need them to get over 50 percent, so they'll form a coalition um so that's why it is actually like good to vote for small parties here that sounds way um, better than yeah it's a lot better <laughs> yeah because uh so our our, our two-party system is that it's actually believe it or not it's it, I don't want to say it's unintentional, but it I feel it definitely wasn't intentional. Because um mm. before the the Democratic the Democrats and the Republicans or the, the the left and the right here in America were not like necessarily meant to have formed because it was only like maybe 150 years ago or even i would say even less than that that you had bigger smaller parties that had way more mm. voice and more of a standing yeah. it, it's only until like i'd say like i mean the last like it was in like the mid 1800s about it was the mid 1800s that you really saw like a big spike in like only republicans and only like democrats being like the majority parties the last time like hmm. uh the last time like a different party was able to get a good amount of the vote was in the 90s um this one guy i can't remember his name but he got like 19 percent of the vote and that's like the highest that anyone's ever like, whoa and that's crazy that's crazy small you know compared to the fact that you know you have like a majority of the population votes two like only two different ways yeah man 19 percent of the vote in america that's like yeah wild and and hilariously we have some pretty hilariously wild um parties 
like small parties that exist like there is mm. genuinely like a what, what's the term for the oh the wicker the what the wicker like as in like the witches oh they have a political party that uh. exists here in america that gets a extremely small portion of the votes to, Damn. to get elected <laughs> so like here in america i i the, the smaller parties are almost like a joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we had a um oh sorry no no you're all good you're all good there was this new party that came out <laughs> new party came out that's a weird way to say it like it's an album um there was a new party this year called the new zealand public party and they were like the conspiracy party like anti-vax anti um oh boy Trump again. Like anti anti wearing masks, anti um, lockdown. They're like protesting the lockdown and stuff. Um, <laughs> real conspiracy theory, like um, anti five G. Do you know what five G is? <laughs> yeah. Is that any Zealand thing? Yeah, you know five G. You're in America. That uh, that's that, big. That is like that a is big... a huge conspiracy amongst the right. And it's it yeah my brain yeah the where the whole all 5G... the bad parties in New Zealand just yeah. sound like 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 qualities from the right over here just split <laughs> upon different parties yeah the anti five G stuff is awesome because it's like <laughs> they um well it's like yeah three G is all good four G is all good five G but five G will will blow up your head <laughs> like. <laughs> like here it's like uh 5g causes covid yeah people think 5g causes oh yeah COVID. yeah which is you know, that's awesome funniest thing ever and then uh anti-vaxxers that is pre- i'd say that's got a pretty big following here in america ridiculous huge. well because they all kind of connect up with each other yeah and kind of creates a weirdly coherent worldview because they have an arts of everything they're like oh yeah but what about this with the vaccines and they're like well it's because of the 5g and then you're like yeah but this is You've got this wrong about the 5G. And then they're like, well, you're not taking the fact that COVID's a hoax into account. So, like, they have, <laughs> like, it's all, it's all it all no, works together. No breaking the argument. <laughs> yeah, because they've got their whole network of information that's all connected up. And they're like, not really any holes in it because it's all wrong. Yeah. yeah. I've always been curious about, like, conspiracy theories and why, like, certain types of people are so attracted to them and like why they're so mm. like subscribable here in america we have like a very there's a very i want to say it's a niche portion of the right there's like a good amount of them but it's called a q anon i don't know if you oh oh yeah that's like yeah big here i don't know of new zealand i've heard a lot about that but i've never actually like read about it i know yeah. everyone i don't really know what it is uh yeah, like i haven't familiar with 4chan yeah yeah okay so on 4chan hilariously somebody just named like anonymously was named q and yeah i don't know why i don't know how people jump to these conclusions but like a good portion of the right just made the just jump to the conclusion that this was an ex military slash someone who had like authority to on like a bunch of like confidential stuff and they just 
the <laughs> wrapped up in a neat little package it's this idea that the government is made up of a satanic pedophile ring whoa yeah so what blows my mind about that is i know politicians lie but there's mm. a huge portion of our population that is just so willing to listen to a random person on the internet yeah <laughs> over especially some... on 4chan yeah 4chan of all places uh, i don't is 4chan is 4chan different for new zealand i know that seems no like a dumb no thing. no i think i think we're all aware of like it's how horrible. like bad it's it a vibe is. of 4chan yeah yeah uh, it's just kind of like, i think well, conspiracy theory people are like interesting because it's like often they have like there's always an element of like i don't want to say like an element of truth but there's like an element of like okay they're right to mistrust the government and then it's like mm-hmm. like okay i don't trust the government but i'll trust someone with like i'll trust a ceo <laughs> i'll trust a whole bunch of billionaires that told me COVID's a hoax yeah, it's like it yeah. snowballed. It's because like the, the people that are starting with a conclusion and then working backwards from like trying to find facts that fit the conclusion rather than just kind of like basing a conclusion off of facts. They go they go yeah. the opposite way, and it never ends up good. That's why the flat Earth thing also baffles me. <laughs> oh I'm a big God. fan of that because they have <laughs> like they literally have an answer for everything. They because do. It's like and each thing in the answer gets more like is even harder to explain it's like like oh what about sunrises but it's like oh no the sun's just like a spotlight that just shines differently on the earth <laughs> or like and gravity is just that the earth is a disc and it's just flying upwards so we're just like being pulled down towards it and right. it's like how is that how is that more plausible than gravity <laughs> it's just another force that you're making up it's like if one of them is made up why the, like <laughs> like some think the government awesome. like made a dome around the earth and it was like the government hasn't always existed like how did they, yeah like like what are you talking <laughs> about yeah the government yeah. existed for all of time <laughs> you know like and we've got so several different types of governments at this point so it's like i don't know Hmm. that conclusion in the- i'm just gonna charge my laptop i just saw my batteries running out so i'll be one sec <laughs> sweet i'm back <laughs> good yeah uh yeah um yeah conspiracy theories are just so whack i it, everyone goes through a conspiracy phase though i think like I will, yeah it should be in like, i don't know how old how old are you first we're both 18 yeah oh 18 yeah okay because i wonder because i'm i'm 25 mm-hmm. i think i'm 25 <laughs> so when i'm in when i was in high school that would have been like 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reckon everyone goes through like a conspiracy phase around then where it's like the Illuminati and stuff like that. Yeah, I went through mine in like middle school, like 2016, 2017. I feel like, mm. 
I feel like it's some, this is gonna sound weird. I feel like some of them are more valid than others. Like, uh, uh hold on, let me explain mm. myself. <laughs> no, no, I I agree with that. Like, uh, like I don't know. We had this discussion when Destroy Boys was on, but like, are you a fan of Nirvana? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I, guess I feel like everyone likes. Right, like Nirvana. I, I mean, I definitely think Courtney Love had to do with Kurt Cobain's death. <laughs> sorry sorry is just like rudely interrupting i don't even use sorry okay you're not real <laughs> um i don't know about that one. Oh, really? i don't know oh oh my god no 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 no, no. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I believe in that one that's like the one i choose to believe in I haven't looked into that, to be honest. Well, once you look into the it, Princess Diana stuff, the Princess Diana stuff, I'm like, yeah, I can get behind that. Okay. Oh, interesting. I feel like that's not one I more more because I think it's more about who, like, who benefits. Like, if the isn't like, I'm like, yeah, I don't like the the royal family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Princess Diana seemed chill. <laughs> like, I'm happy to bl- blame them. Our, <laughs> our version of that is the Kennedys. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's our version of the royal family. Oh, yeah. Which oh, has, that's right, yeah. Yeah, which has its like own weird conspiracy theories like surrounding it. Like, I could get behind it, but like... You don't want it. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to get behind it because like that's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Or like when everyone goes through the phase in middle school, they're like, "Yeah, 9/11 was an inside job." Oh yeah. There's like, uh, I. Oh, what was? I your... think it's because some people can't possibly believe that America has enemies, or that America has done bad stuff. Oh yeah. Oh my God, America is like like probably one of the worst countries like in history. Like two other countries. Yeah. And I think part of the the nine eleven stuff, some people must just be like, Oh, this can't possibly happen to us. I also I, I also think not only does it come with like come from like an unhealthy amount of like national pride, I think it's also like there's like just certain people want like a sense of belonging. And then you couple that mm. with the fact that, like, not a, a lot of people here in America don't receive, like, a great education. That yeah. Those two things combined, they're just so willing to accept anything that's spoon-fed to them on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And same with, like, anti-vaxxers and stuff. It's, like, there's an element of, like, like people who have been, um, like who the healthcare systems of the country has let them down so they feel mm-hmm. like um so like oh why should i trust any of this or whatever and it's like there's an element of like validity to that even though it's totally misguided you know right right like yeah i i think i was gonna say because most of them are just like paranoid and worried and not mm-hmm. and it's not a malicious worldview yeah, and I bet I bet you anything if like 
the anti-vaxxers were to actually be like sat down and taught like how vaccines work, they wouldn't hold that idea of it anymore. Because like every, because yeah. I, hmm. I used to I used to work with somebody that didn't believe in va- vaccinations, and it it was like it was hard to talk to them about it because if they don't have like a basic understanding of like certain like facts necessarily maybe like about science or something then it's kind of hard to explain to them how one works so then like yeah it brings me to the idea like it, the root problem is that like people like it, it's education like people aren't yeah because like i remember one time well i tried to here. describe to somebody i was like <laughs> i was like well they injected deactivated form or a weakened form of the virus into you and hmm. the person was like that's still a form of the virus. Yeah. What? <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not how, no, no, it's deactivated. And they're like, they can't do it. Yeah. Like, yes, they can. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it, it's this whole notion that like science can't possibly be the right answer. Like, but it is though. Yeah. Like, like Although, but they do trust some, they'll read some weird article from written like, by so one scientist one, and from like a page yeah. 136 of google <laughs> yeah it's like from the onion. on a on a website that's just like on a website that's just like all black with like red text yeah it's <laughs> like it's like antivax.blogspot.com all their information yeah or like worldtruth.com or something like that yeah <laughs> i don't know all the websites they've accessed for their news can only be accessed through Tor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? You're running Windows XP. <laughs> a Sony Vio. Uh, in a library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool to hear what other countries think of america because i think america is such a wacky place and like it, it, it's funny it like when you said like you think america is like big and stuff like that like blows my mind because mm-hmm. like i mean obviously this is all i've grown up with yeah mm-hmm. and, and that's hilarious because i think it's quite small you know in my oh in my mind because like i mean and i that's probably Partly because like that's where I've grown I've grown up and like the same I've been in the same place. Have for you such ever a long been time. in like a like a really big city besides St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean I don't know. I've, like I've been to California. Have you ever been to California? No, I haven't been to California. Yeah, like once you go to California, it's like oh yeah, it's like big. It's huge. I don't know because it, it's easy to feel that way when you're in the Midwest. I know, but I've I've been to other places. I mean, like I haven't been to California, but I've been to. Oh, you've been to DC. I've been to DC and stuff, which is our nation's capital. And like, even then, like, I get, I, I didn't feel like maybe it's because I'm like used to the size of it. Yeah, I think it's that. Cause like, it, it, it doesn't, it, but in my mind, it doesn't feel that big because I feel like, I, I feel like I have this preconceived notion of what every place is kind of like. Sorry, you're just forgetting some of the states. Mm. I can name no. like, I can name like six states. No, no, no. What I mean is, like, I feel like I have this preconceived notion of, like, different areas of America. And then it's like, oh, yeah. that place is like that. So I know what it's like there. 
you know what i mean and obviously mm. that's not oh, the truth okay. but yeah. then i like you know i think that like in my head decreases the actual size of america to me yeah no i know what you mean it's like yeah it's it's yeah no i totally know what you mean yeah it's like like i mean i make I, new zealand feel smaller if i've traveled but i used to think new zealand was massive <laughs> oh i yeah but you know yeah <laughs> well let's see here it is 6 30 yeah so that's like what time is it for you right now uh 1 30 1 30 yeah because they're 19 hours ahead that is nuts it's, a, it's thursday for you eh? yeah it's uh, thursday yeah. for us is it friday i'm yeah in the future yeah yeah uh really quick uh sorry it was such a hassle to uh schedule this, <laughs> this oh that's so good <laughs> yeah i was reading it and i was like oh they're five hours behind us that doesn't make any sense but okay and then <laughs> i texted you at school and then you were like oh you mean like in an hour and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i got i got a text in class from brandon like oh what do i do here <laughs> we were both freaking out for like in an hour <laughs> Not for another day. <laughs> no, nah, it's like um, no, nah, it's like, have you seen Interstellar? Yes. Yeah. You know how there's that one planet they go to that's on the other side of the galaxy or whatever, and it's like every two hours, one year. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. that. <laughs> it was exactly like that. We were like, it's it, it's like talking to somebody that literally lives like on a different planet like yeah yeah well i live in the future yeah that is weird because like technically you do live in the future to our perceptions you know, yeah we I have do. not experienced friday yet but you are going through it right now i can tell you what happens <laughs> no, <we're... laughs> it's chaos the world that would be really yeah. interesting to find out that like countries that are that ahead of us in time zones can like see what other countries are going through in real time <laughs> that day well have you ever have you ever like do do you flat with people there like do people i don't know flat is a new zealand word like do they room with us like yeah um like yeah like uh in college yeah in college and like i mean like if if you can't like afford rent then yeah yeah look, yeah i have roommates and stuff here Oh, okay, because here everyone is like a big flatting culture where it's like well, I live in a house with four other people my age, oh. I guess. So it's like everyone moves out pretty early, even though we can't really afford it. And we all just, it's like you essentially rent a house with either a bunch of strangers or like your friends or whatever. It, 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 um, because like here it's like a generally people. If you don't go to college, generally you stay at home until you can afford your own apartment. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, here no one. Our housing crisis is like one of the worst in the world. Oh. Like, like we'll never be able to afford a house, so you just flat. Oh really? But I was like living with people who have different jobs that live or that work like 
early hours or whatever it's real weird i'm just going back to the time zone thing of like have you ever stayed up so late that before you've gone to bed someone else in the flat is like just getting up for work yeah so it's like you cross paths and you're in such a different headspace where it's like <laughs> where like it's like it feels weird it feels like you're seeing someone who's like you are seeing someone who's starting their next day that you were just finishing yeah yeah i even though i mean i don't have any experience rooming with somebody but like there has been times when i've like stayed up so late that like i like catch my dad leaving for work and yeah i'm like whoa i haven't even i find that so interesting like it's a weird like i haven't even gotten to sleep yet <laughs> because it's not yeah like i feel like our perception of like the the days is more about like when you get your sleep like if i went to sleep now at 1 30 in the afternoon and then <laughs> sleep for six hours and woke up i would feel like i was on another day i guess yeah and i would be essentially starting my next day even though it's still today i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just looking at the stars on your background and i'm tripping out that's how i felt over quarantine like i would I would like my day cycle was weird because I would go to bed at like 9 a.m. and then wake up at like 5:30 p.m. So mm. I like I would like switch like what you're normally supposed to do. Like I'd go to bed super early in the morning and then wake up like like in the evening. Whoa, that's wild. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> it was like because I would wake up to it being like nighttime. And so, and I would fall asleep when it was daytime, and it was like it was super strange. Because then, whenever, like for even when I got my sleep schedule back on track, I was more awake at night because I was so used to being up like at night than during the day. Yeah, I'm more creative at night. Like I'll. Yeah, I I find that I'll do most of my music at night. I don't know what it is about nighttime, but nighttime is like the time to do things. That's why. That's why I get motivated. I'm so unmotivated during the day, but then during night, I'm like like crashing through assignments and stuff yeah. yeah and i think it's like yeah it feels like bonus time like yeah. you're stealing more parts of the day yeah right yeah not like that but it's like um oh like my sleep schedule i would say is pretty unhealthy but like on a normal night i'll i'll go to sleep around like i'd say anywhere between 11 and 1 and then I wake mm. up uh, generally around 5.30. Yeah, same. So my, my, I'm getting on average, like, anywhere between, like... Four and five. That's four about and five hours every day, I think. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bad for me. But... <laughs> yeah. That's Because they say you're supposed to have, like... Eight. Eight hours sleep. Yeah, eight hours sleep. That's so like, how can you... Eight hours of sleep. How can you fit that in? eight hours of sleep no breaks are for like what's what's the longest you ever slept longest i've ever slept easily like more than 12 hours i slept 18 yeah hours. i slept yeah. i slept 18 hours straight. are you sure you didn't just like die and go <laughs> resuscitated? No, 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 no. So what happened what happened i stayed up resuscitated for, randomly I, I stayed up <laughs> so i stayed up for 38 hours straight so it was like a day and a half and then like a few more hours and then i went to bed at like 7 p.m. on like a Friday and then 
I woke up at like 3 p.m. the next day. Oh, whoa. Or no, it was, it was like 1 p.m. the next day. Like I like, and I, I woke up and I felt horrible because when you sleep that much, <laughs> like your body like hasn't moved. Like, like, like you still feel tired. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's like a good middle spot. Yeah. Sleep and you feel dehydrated. Yeah, like I got up and I felt <laughs> like I was dying. Yeah, <laughs> your body has like gone without any nutrients. <laughs> Normal. Or imagine being like being in a coma. Like, is that what it must feel like waking up from a coma where it's like, but that times a million? Yeah, well, yeah, like, well, yeah. Oh you wake up and you like can't move because your muscles are like, but this is when you're in a coma. Not this is what happened to me. Like when you wake up, yeah. like, oh, like, you can't move because your muscles are all atrophied and they're like all weak and like like you have no oh. control over your body and you like shit yourself because like you can't like tighten your ass. It's crazy, dude. Damn. Whoa, I didn't know. That's wild. Yeah, it's. I think when you're young, pulling an all-nighter sounds real exciting, but as an adult, pulling an all-nighter is like, it's well, like it the worst thing. The worst thing you could ever experience as an adult. I, I, I it ruins your sleep pattern for like a year. <laughs> I, I desperately want to sleep, but the, uh, the school schedule and like the amount of work that I have is just like I just don't see myself getting that much sleep. So I've always been like good sleep good sleep is like reserved for when i have like vacation time hmm i'm real bad at getting good sleep i just i i I don't think it's really possible once you reach a certain age because like responsibility yeah 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 yeah. i don't know it's (laughs) it's a weird little dilemma (laughs) Brandon's yeah. little rant kind of put me in tears there. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of says stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I just kind of say stuff. Yeah. That, I, I'm getting flashbacks to the Dandelion Hands episode. Okay, the, I wasn't as bad this episode <laughs> as I was that episode. How was that one? <laughs> that one was... Uh, okay, well, so we asked, we asked, uh, we asked Nick that's, that's his name. Uh, we we're like, oh, so what have you been doing during the pandemic? And he just went jerking off. And then it kind of went like, <laughs> and then when he said that, when he said that, I realized I could say whatever I wanted. So then like, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, we had a whole conversation about Jonah in November. It was fun. It was fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was probably like the funniest podcast we've done. It, it was definitely the funniest, but I I'm got to get that listen. It was, it was, oh, it was the funniest, but it was definitely the least organized. Yeah, we could have done a great <laughs> job, right? I feel like he deserved a much better, like, episode, because uh, he, he, we talked about music for, like, maybe the first 20 minutes, and then we just showed him memes for a while. Yeah, it's a, it was a very strange episode. Hilariously, our least viewed episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like our this great with like one of our biggest artists we've ever interviewed, and it still has like the least views out of all of our interviews. <laughs> I don't know why, but that that I there's a lot of like little memeable moments, and uh, one of the things that we're gonna be introducing soon on our on our channel, right? Because I, I think I mentioned this earlier. Uh, this is like our first like season, so we figured hmm. that like you know to start off like in this first season, 
even though we're taking all of our interviews like you know seriously and stuff it's also like our trial run to see like what works and what doesn't in terms of like whether that's mm. like you know equipment or like editing or like you know promoting it or whatever you know seeing what works um and one of the things we're going to be doing pretty soon is we're going to have a separate youtube channel that's just dedicated to clips so that like it's not just like these big hour-long episodes that people are probably just going to click on and maybe like skip around on but like you know just hmm. you know like little like bite-sized pieces get like the highlights and that episode with nick has so many like funny moments that yeah. are like clip worthy that i guarantee are gonna like be like way more popular as like little like five minute stuff compared to like an hour long thing but, yeah is it a video as well or like yeah, so all, all of our podcasts are videos because we record the zoom calls yeah we'll just upload ah. we'll upload just the raw zoom call and then, uh, and we, we have, like, so we knew, so when I got up to go to the toilet, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> We're we, not gonna we, I mean, you that. can't leave, you can leave that in there if you want, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It, it does, it, we'll probably cut it out because like dead air and stuff, but, uh, we have true. like a little like intro, like music and stuff. And we even have like an intro animation that we stick in front of everything. And our friends mm-hmm. making like actual, like better animations now. Yeah, we we have an actual like friend who's an artist that's like animating some stuff for us. Oh, like, that's cool. Like, what made you want to start a podcast? Um, so we're in a we're like in the video class at our school. Like we like have like this video course, and one of the subjects you can do is podcasting. And so oh. Gabe and I were like, we'll do a podcast, and then Gabe. And I were like, we need ideas for a podcast. And I was like, we interview music artists. And he was like, sure. And then we just started doing it. And it's actually worked pretty well. Yeah. Like, it's really easy to get in contact with artists. But that's what's hilarious about it is that this like has started off as a school project, like earlier. But it's like transcended mm. into us, like actually wanting to like, try to make something big. Because I don't know any, I don't know of any other like, people our age that are like actually interviewing some of the bands and sizes of the bands that we've gotten a hold of yeah Mm. i feel like so me and brennan have just had this thought that like maybe we're on to something you know yeah and i think it'll be cool seeing like seeing the the change in interview style as well as like yeah this is like yeah, I mean, you're actually seeing how it develops and stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not to diss any of the other artists, but like, I'll say like at least in terms of like one-on-one interviews, because like we've interviewed entire bands before, like together, and we've noticed there must be chaos. No, actually, that, those are those are the better episodes. Because oh, okay, yeah, there's it, not as much dead air, and they kind of bounce off each other because they know each other well, so like they get more comfortable. And I think yeah, and it's not like the whole band is going to go to the toilet at once. Yeah, (laughs) well, with Destroy Boys, that kind of happened. Yeah, Destroy Boys kind of like took shifts. Yeah, but um, I'd say that in terms of like just interviewing the single singular person, you are by far like our most successful. Yeah, I think we like like stayed on. Yeah, we stayed on topic like 
the Did wall. We... <laughs> and there's like minimal dead air too, which is like really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, but because like, that's good. Yeah, we found that it becomes like a race to like see how quickly we can get the inch like the person we're interviewing like comfortable. Yeah. Like we're just talking with us, and that ends up becoming like its own art form. Like if you look at our first interview, which was with High Sun, and granted, like by the end of the episode, everything was chill, you know, and like mm. normally. But if you look at the beginning of the episode, it's really awkward because it's me and Brandon's first episode. We don't really know what we're doing. I'm like, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a really huge High Sun fan. Yeah, he was nervous because he's like a big fan mm. of that artist. And I, I'm a big fan of all the artists we interviewed because I, mm-hmm. I've chosen like every artist we've yeah. interviewed. And I'm a big fan of all the artists we've interviewed because I've gotten better at like not freaking the fuck out anytime I see them. <laughs> hmm. That, that, that was a big problem. We were getting really nervous before each interview. Yeah. And I think we've just like been able to like our nerves better. I want to see like a an interview podcast where it's like the people clearly hate each other at the start. <laughs> <laughs> see how see how the conversation evolves where it's like they take two people that go hate ahead and each watch, other. And then... Go ahead and watch the Dandelion Hands episode. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Nick like like I, I loved I loved Nick and Nick was awesome. I feel like Nick just fucking hates us. Like because <laughs> like, here's the thing. We were You mean from the start of the interview or like at the end of the interview? By by the end. Yeah, by the end. By the end. I because uh... I'd say we were we were pretty like un not that we were unprepared for it, but like we were just there was a lot of like outside environmental things going on yeah like beyond like just producing the podcast and getting ready for the podcast that kind of like pre-affected how we were as interviewers and then that just kind of bled over into the interview so like even if you can't necessarily tell from just watching it me and Brandon during the interview like at least the way we were feeling was like not great yeah which i under like was it like a stressful did you bring was it like there there, there were like moments when like we were struggling to come up with like something to say to like break dead air yeah you know Hmm. and then like um like brandon said the music portion of the what's like our shortest music portion out of all the podcasts yeah like it was only Hmm. Like with, like with ours, like that we're doing right now. Like, I mean, we talked about music for like the good first hour. Yeah. And that's like the longest I think we've ever stayed on topic with music. And I actually, I think this is like on track to be our longest podcast because we've been recording for like well over two hours. Oh, whoa. Yeah, but I this mean, is it's, like a good, it's a good- Lord of the Rings. I've, yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's cool. To, it, it, it's cool talking. This is the opus. Yeah. <laughs> so far, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is gonna Sick. be a, a crowning jewel on season one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our meme. <laughs> we're um, we're gonna start season two with our third co-host pretty soon. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. How's it gonna be with three? Uh, uh three I, hosts. Oh, you know, I meant to bring this up to you. Um, I think we should move to his basement because we are not fitting three dudes. In right, this room. Yeah. All right. So we we run into problems with Zoom because uh, hmm. like right now it's not an issue because there's only two calls going on right now. 
but if we were to add a third person, it puts a time limit on it, and then we'd have to start a new Zoom call. Because oh, does it put a time limit on it? Yeah, so that's like, a, so you need like Zoom premium or whatever to be able to like actually do that without a time limit. So we ran into that problem. So for three people, we'll probably just end up taking our friend's basement over. Yeah. And then hmm. we decide to do this in college. That's when we'll probably have to start thinking about like, are we switching platforms or yeah. coughing up the money? Yeah. Hmm. We've thought about Skype. Oh, I didn't know Zoom does that. Yeah. Discord, because like a lot of podcasts do it over Discord, but we kind of just, this is like really easy with the camera and everything. Yeah. And uh, Zoom mm. has like settings to where like it can control like who's on screen when they're talking. So it just completely takes out the idea of us having to edit like multicam footage. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, so like, huh. yeah, it, it's like it's like a t- it's like whatever is like the most like time efficient, and that ends up being like what we go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're re- we're really excited to roll out some of the stuff that we have in the works. Yeah, because like we That's think it's exciting. Yeah, we're hoping it'll be like a jump in like viewership, you know? Because like yeah, I'd say we have. Like, how do you how are you promoting it? Like how do you how do you promote a podcast? Like, uh, Let's see. Well, I mean, I post it on, uh, we have a separate Instagram for the podcast. And then I post like, we post like, we shit post. We like post memes to the, to the <laughs> podcast Instagram to like promote it, which well, is specific. Weird. I like made for the artists. Like it's like, it's not just like random memes. It's like, it's like memes tailored to the artists that we're about to like drop the interview for. Yeah. Like with a, with dandelion hands, it was a, it was really like he makes like like very sad atmospheric music so all of our memes were like very like i don't know they were like like sad memes <laughs> i guess you could say yeah and then like uh but that he was the first artist we did that for yeah to like start promoting mm. we had just recently made the pod the uh the podcast instagram yeah because before i was just posting like all my snapchat story and stuff yeah i mean we could always just like hey for promotion on Instagram. Like they have like that thing, like where businesses yeah. can pay for ad space. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably start end up doing something like that too. But yeah. We realized mm. we have to like build kind of like separate followings on different platforms for everything. Is it doing pretty well? Uh, We have, we get a significant, okay, so it depends on the way. So we usually ask the artist to promote it too, which they usually do anyways. Just out of default, but like, um, it depends on where the artist tells their followers to go listen to it. And it also always ends up being that we have more views than we have actual subscribers. So like on our YouTube and stuff, we have like a very small amount of subscribers, but on most of our videos, we have, I'd say like way more views than we do people that are subscribed. And the same way generally follows for stuff like uh, Spotify and iTunes. Hmm. Yeah. So like, it, it 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 always depends on where the artist tells their followers to go listen to it. So some tell them it's on YouTube. Some tell it's on Spotify. And then that generally decides which platform people are more likely to go to. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 
because like some of our episodes are like really heavy on like really successful on Spotify and iTunes and not so successful on YouTube or it's the opposite. It's the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that must be annoying. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it's kind of hard to tell what people are like wanting. Hmm. You know, like if there are consistent viewers out there and we know we have our analytics show us that like there we have like a good amount of people we have like a lot of people from other countries listening in not just america yeah We've, like branched out into other countries and we don't know if they're like returning listeners or not but we know somebody's listening so we're like it's kind of trying to figure out like those like like establish who like the uh the returning audience is and like what they're yeah doing. yeah yeah <laughs> i don't really deal with any of that yeah. Yeah, he's like the social manager. <laughs> yeah, I just I just um, get in contact with everybody. I write the scripts. Not really script yeah. outlines. So like I don't write like a full like This is all scripted. <laughs> yes, we said <send> <laughs> every word. Every word you've said. Yeah, people people watching don't know this, but this is really meta now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he focuses all on a like socials and like contacting artists and scheduling. scheduling the interviews which i've messed up twice now <laughs> that's so good and then uh our next co-host is gonna be like he's gonna take over the youtube for us and i'll like solely focus on spotify and like itunes hmm. and like working with our hosting platform and stuff that, that'd be that, cool yeah that that that's a, another thing I wanted to ask you. You talked about your distributor. So do you, is that like, do you use a platform or is that like an actual person? Oh, so I use DRM. Okay. So that's a New Zealand one. Um, and it's, they're cool. It's like DistroKid or TuneCore, one of those things that gets your music everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's like run by a small team of people that you can actually talk to an email. And it's like people doing it um oh, I got you. yeah so it's pretty good that's pretty cool other than when they accidentally reveal your album cover <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm glad i picked up that's on- wild that there that's wild that that happened well, we, brandon almost didn't pick up on it because uh, he thought that you had just changed the album art well no at first i and just have a different album title on it <laughs> well yeah. that's what that's yeah, what okay, tip so us off. What, at first i was like oh he changed Yelmart. that's weird and i was like why would he do that and then i what tick what tipped me off at first was i saw an album by pickle darling and i was like well it's not an album though it's an ep and then i looked closer at the like name and i was like that doesn't make any sense uh <laughs> and i'm on your band but it was still the same as like it was earlier when i looked at it so i was like okay yeah so something wrong here yeah that's so weird yeah i i'm i'm just waiting <laughs> for the moment where i have to, uh, the distributor we use a platform but i'm just waiting for the moment that that screws up in some way yeah i'm sure it will <laughs> i think it's like yeah yeah i don't know what happened i don't know how that happens i don't know how that's a mistake that can happen we're experiencing a weird glitch on our Spotify, but I don't know if it's the distributor that's doing it. What like, is it? Uh, on on if you're on mobile, 
and you look at our podcast on Spotify, all of the episodes have like two repeats of themselves like listed. But if you go to oh weird yeah if you go to the Spotify web browser or look at it on your computer it it's normal. So, hey, that's just your app. Hmm. My app's not doing that. Oh well, then it might just be my. Yeah. <laughs> well, my thing is glitching out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah wild alrighty um, I think Brandon said it earlier we've been going on like two hours almost two and a half yeah. oh what's the time oh yeah. whoa it's almost two yeah, yeah. so um, I feel like it would probably be smart to wrap it <laughs> for the sake That's of fair. my computer exporting <laughs> it's gonna be brutal yeah it's gonna it's gonna take a couple hours but um, days (laughs) freaking intel core i5 painful yeah pain (laughs) as you can tell we're diy to the max no that's all good yes i am i am that too yeah you gotta start from somewhere man start from somewhere yeah diy creates the i think the best art because it, it forces yeah no totally it forces you to get creative yeah yeah and it, yeah no I agree it's like, yeah for sure yeah okay um we have like our little outro and then uh we will let you go and we'll get to editing all right thank, thank you for having me no problem uh obviously uh go check out pickle darling wherever you listen to music it makes great music um and uh <laughs> i don't think this was supposed to be leaked but new album on the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, sort your shit out spotify yeah uh make sure you tune in uh follow pickle darling on instagram and then obviously uh we'll have all of your music links below for anybody that wants to listen and then, um, yeah, everybody, make sure you follow the Keeping It Low Key podcast Instagram so you can get notified when new episodes are about to drop. Make sure you follow me, Brandon, Sam on the Instagram. And uh, yeah, you can also Subscribe. check Yeah, check this podcast out wherever you listen to podcasts. Alrighty. Sick. Uh, yeah, thank you for keeping it low key with us. <laughs> Is yeah. that me or the audience? Uh, to everybody yeah both (laughs) me Me as well if i'm watching it yeah for sure you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) all right uh join us and we'll we'll see you next time